So, uh, Alex. Yes. These folks are about to listen to an excellent podcast. Solid B minus. <laughs> well, we set a high bar, don't we? Um, as you listen, you're going to hear me make reference to an email address that you can send questions or comments to. What it is is not important because it's actually not a valid email address. And then you'll also actually hear me saying during the podcast that, are you sure that this is an email you can even get? I bet it's not available. Now, I was correct. So actually, Steve has another email address he decided to use. That we have tested and is verified and approved. So send your questions or comments to 5-F-I-V-E-T-D-S-T-D-S at yahoo.com. So 5-T-D-S at yahoo.com. Spell it, yeah. Yeehaw. Happy listening. Hey guys, welcome to the first Power Jenkins of 2017. As you've noticed, it's a little bit different right now. Instead of being on the message board, we are doing it in an audio format. So, hope you dig it. If you don't, I don't care. I'll probably keep doing it this way anyway. Um, joined by my special guest, also known as my brother, Alex. Hello. <laughs> he just makes me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> That's what they do in all the podcasts. Just they introduce you people and they're like, hello. <laughs> all the ones I listen to. What is your favorite podcast? Oh, man. I listened to a gaming one that used to be done by Rooster Teeth. That one was pretty good. But... Is it Rooster like the animal or Brewster? Rooster like the animal. Sweet. Yeah. Like, is it just no longer being done or you got sick of it? It got canceled. How does a podcast get canceled? I don't know. They had like 200 episodes and all of a sudden that was gone. And so now I don't know what to listen to anymore. Well, I have a couple other ones, but that was my go-to. Well, what's your next go-to? Uh, I have one, what is it called, The Patch? That one's pretty good, too. Some IGN ones, too. I'll listen to some gaming podcasts. Is IGN the same thing as a gaming podcast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything that's not gaming podcast? I've listened to some Dungeons & Dragons one before. Nothing too crazy. I listened to the Norm MacDonald show. Yeah, you told me about that. You're a big Norm MacDonald man? Used to be, but now it's just a creepy show. That's fair. He, uh, he's really fond of the molestation jokes and really in an excessive way. Hmm. Yeah, good on Norm, then. And for the record here at the Power Jenkins, we are very against molestation. I agree. I think we can make that our first um, first official thing. I like it. We're going controversial in the very beginning. I know. There's a lot of haters already. Now I'll just power right here. Uh, I guess, yeah. Well, I'm saying that because I want the people who are listening to this, who may not be in our 10-person league, to get a better idea of who we are and what this is about. And that makes perfect sense. Yay. Okay, so real briefly, uh, this podcast is about our 10-person fantasy football league. We are called the CWDB. Uh, which, actually, in the past, it was the Christopher Walken Dance Brigade, which I believe is from a Fatboy Slim music video. Yes? You know it. Okay. I, I was like 12 when the league was made, so I wasn't quite sure. But This number keeps getting younger and younger. You were 15 when this league started. Oh, no, I was pretty sure I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> So in the hopes that one day uh, more than just our league is listening to this. Oh, yeah. I know our mom would be really into this. Love, Love you, mom. mom. So, again, a little bit more about what we are, a 10-person fantasy football league, and we're going to try to explain this as best we can. Uh, we'll start with you, Alex, just kind of giving a rundown of our format, kind of what the structure looks like to this league. Yeah, so let me just think about what kind of uh, team we have here. We have one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one wide receiver slash tight end spot, and one flex spot. 
Um, big thing you'll notice is that we don't actually have a spot dedicated to just the type n, um, which it doesn't mean that they're not important. It's just we don't, you know, you don't have to have one of those on your team. Um, we do also require two in, uh, three IDPs. We need a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a defensive back, and then we also need a defense and a kicker. I am trying to get the punter added um, as well, but uh, I keep getting turned down. Um, and we also have five bench slots. A uh, big thing you want to know about our league is that quarterbacks are actually a lot more valuable. Um, it's actually they get 0.5 points per reception for them. So a quarterbacks actually get a lot more points. So you'll notice that a lot of quarterbacks go early, and that's why. But we are also a PPR league as well. So it's 0.5 points per catch as well. And then another big thing is we are actually a keeper league. Um, so we keep one player we had from last year, and the only rule is you cannot keep the same player twice, which is very fair because I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers would be on someone's team for like eight years in a row now. Um, and I think that's the big information. And other than that, we just have a snake draft, and uh, I say we kind of go through the teams here a little bit. I think it's really smart. So why don't we talk about the teams, what their name is, who mm -hmm. the team owner is, and touch briefly on who their keeper was and their first-round selection. Sounds great. Why don't you start us off? All right. Uh, I was real lucky this year. I got the number one pick. My team name is the Rainmakers, and my name is Steve. I uh, very fortunate won the championship game in 2013, and I will just say I lost in the semifinals by half a point last year, and that still smarts. Um, and actually, your first keeper was, it looks like, Jordan Howard, and your first pick of the draft was Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that one, too, Punch. Yes, it was actually a little bit of a controversial pick, but we'll get into that later. Uh, how about we go into the second player? Love it. Uh, Cam, the 2016 league champion, won his first title last year. Um, he had the second pick. Yes, he did, and his team name is $7 worth of Hoobastank. Uh, and his keeper was actually Andrew Luck, and his first pick was LaShawn McCoy. And again, also controversial, but we'll get back to that later. Pick three goes to Jason. Jason's team name is the Scrote Squad. Jason is also one of our three two-time champions. He won the title in 2009 and 2014. Quick pause here to say that approximately half our references are related to the TV show The League, the majority of those being devoted to the character Rafi. Yeah, a lot of our team names. Uh, but Jay managed to keep Michael Thomas, and his first pick was Aaron Rodgers. Team four is Mr. Moore. We call him Mr. Moore because he is the commissioner, Lucas's father, um, while most of us are the same age, except for Alex, who likes to remind us that he is the neophyte of the group. Yeah, I was like seven when this league started. <laughs> um, so I think uh, out of the respect we have for Mr. Moore, we call him that, but his first name is Tim or Timothy. I haven't seen the birth certificate. Mm -hmm. uh, as was actually... If I don't know if I reference this, uh, two-time league champion, 2007 and 2008, our second and third years in the league. Yes, yes, no, he did a great job, and uh, his team named the Minions. His first keeper was actually David Johnson, and he had to make the horrible decision of either keeping David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell. So we'll see if he made the right choice as the year goes on, but his first pick was Drew Brees. Pick five is actually our first ever league champion. Matt won the title in 2006. Uh, his team name is This Aired in 2009, also a reference to the league. Um, his keeper was Mike Evans, and his first pick was Tom Brady. Got a special guy in at number six. That would be you. 
Oh, a super special guy. Uh, my team name is the Injured Reserves. Uh, a lot of my team had boo-boos last year, um, so I decided to name myself that. Um, I had the joy of keeping Des Bryant, and my first pick was Julio Jones. Going to move on to the only other team in the league that has not won the title, but it's not for lack of ability. Got close a number of times, and that is actually the one female in the group, Kelly, married to our commissioner, Lucas. Yes, and her team name is Victorious Secret. Her keeper was Antonio Brown, which is a great, great keep. And her first pick was Matt Ryan. And yes, she is the only one besides me to not win a championship. But I think we should also point out that I have probably the most third place titles. So just pointing that out. We're going to make sure that gets into your obituary. Yes, for sure. Team eight is the commish. Lucas, who is a two-time league champion, winning the titles in 2010 and 2011. Yes, and his team name is the Bobham Fan, and his keeper is A.J. Green, and his first pick was Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. Nice. Team 9 was actually the last team to grow, uh, last person to join our group, and that is Gordy. Um, he is Tim's brother-in-law. And he is our 2014 league champion. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that's 2015. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, the team is called the Blue Angels. His keeper was Ben Roethlisberger, and his first pick was Amari Cooper. Brings us last to Bobby, and he is the actually the 2012 league champion. Yep, and his team name is the Rocky Bombs, and his keeper was actually... Surprisingly, Ezekiel Elliott, and his first pick was Melvin Gordon. All right, I think that covers everything. I'm just going to touch briefly on the name of the show, Power Jenkins. Sounds Uh, good. Prior to this year, what has happened is on our league message board, I will do a bit of a power ranking, but with my last name sort of being similar to that, I changed it to Power Jenkins, which is a formula I use to determine who the best team is all the way down to number 10. Do you know what the formula is, Alex? Uh, Like I said, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure you just come up with it. It's using magic. Just make crap up, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure, like, I've won, like, three games in a row, and I've gone down two spots. So I I have no idea what you do. (laughs) So that is the origin of the name of the podcast. The Power Jenkins is my ranking of our teams 1 through 10. And now it's going to take on a bit more of a broad meaning because it's going to be the name of our show and as we talk about uh, just the league in general. Yep, that sounds great. I say let's get started. Oh, yeah. So let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about the draft before we get into the actual jankings. How does that work for you? Sounds great. All right. Since I got you here as my guest, um, I'm actually really curious about your draft. Mm -hmm. Um, You are the only one of us that took three wide receivers in the first round. Yes. Uh, In... Was it a plan or something you thought might happen as we got started? It, as we got started, I thought it might be something that I would do, but it was not something I went in thinking I was going to do. Um, I always kind of had the idea of drafting the best available player, and what I really wanted was an elite quarterback. Yeah. And what was it? It was pick three, and Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady were all on the board, and I was like, all right, one of these three, three people, if they don't pick one of these three, I will get an elite quarterback. And then they went Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. 
So I had to make a choice. Do I maybe want to settle with a quarterback that's not as good? Or do I want to go another wide receiver? And at that point, there were a lot of wide receivers with a lot of talent still on the board. And I was like, well, who can I go for? And Julio Jones just really stood out to me. It was in between him and ODB. And uh, I really settled there. But then by the time the third round was there... I'm going to pause you. Yeah. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. So curious, talk me through the Julio Jones over ODB decision. <laughs> it's not much more of a... It's not a very detailed thing, but... I just like Julio Jones. He's a lot of experience, and he's been in the league for a long time, and mm-hmm. every year he seemed to have done pretty well. ODB, I just don't like him as an individual. So I was like, Julio Jones. Yeah, I know it's not as deep as you'd think, but yeah, that was that was it. That may be what she said. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, you also saved yourself a little bit of grief. As we know, Beckham is injured right now, and I got the explicit... Uh, what is it when they cuss a lot? Explicit? Explicit? Expletive? Expletive? Okay. Yeah. Basically, Lucas sent me a text message with a lot of cuss words after ODB went down. Well, I guess I made the right choice. And actually, you uh, those were the two big things about you said about my draft, too. When I picked Julio Jones, you were like, why didn't you pick ODB? And when I picked Matt Stafford, you said, you know what? If you picked Julian Edelman there, you would have had one of the best drafts in the, in the league. And uh, it's a good thing I didn't, I guess. Sure, hindsight being twenty twenty, <laughs> way to not pick the wide receiver that blew out his ACL. Yep, yep. I just, you know, I saw it coming. You know, I had it written right in my notes. It's like mm, his knee doesn't look healthy. <laughs> it didn't hold up to being hit right square on, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. So we obviously knew Des Bryant. Uh, you talked about Julio Jones, and then talk about the come around with. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, because if I'm looking at the board here, it was two running backs right before you, you take T.Y. Hilton, and then three running backs go off the board right after that. So talk with me about the decision uh, the decision there with T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Um, again, I was at a crossroads where I wasn't sure if I should get a running back already because they would be my starting running back, and a lot of the good ones were already off the board. Like, I wasn't going to be there and be like, Jay Ajayi or Lennon Fournette are going to be my starting running backs, and I'm going to trust them completely. But I saw T.Y. Hilton there, and I knew that I felt as though I could use him as a starter for the rest of the league. Um, And then I also went into the draft. This was one of my – I had a couple of small plans, and I was thinking I wanted Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson because maybe the payoff would be good. So I thought, well, maybe one of those would work out, and I can still get T.Y. Hilton as a starter. And that's kind of why I did that, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. We all have players we probably believe in more than the general public. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be a foundation for your draft. It's why you can do something like take a backup quarterback in the fifth round before you've even rostered a running back in. Mm-hmm. You talked about that was a... You said that you had thought we had, asked, we had changed one of the rules in the league. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought we had two wide receiver positions and a flex but it turns out what we had the two wide receivers a wide receiver tight end and a flex Mm -hmm. so I could have gotten another receiver so I mean looking back on it that's the one thing I would have changed and that's my fault for missing it but I still like the Matt Stafford pick because I didn't really think about it until after the draft but now I can look at every week's matchup Mm -hmm. and whoever's performing you know going against a bad defense I can put them in I trust both Kirk and Matthew Stafford so there's a lot of versatility there no, uh, I get that part of it. Being able to uh, go match up on those two is going to be a big deal. And whether or not you intended to do this, you gave me a little bit of a panic attack because I'm sitting here staring at this uh, quarterback situation and we're kind of coming through on that fifth round. And I'm like, okay, 
Russell Wilson goes off the board. There are now two quarterbacks I'm willing to take. Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. And I'm concerned with Cam taking a quarterback because he's got a quarterback with a bum shoulder, but even if he takes one of them, I still got my pick of the litter with Stafford and, Stafford and Carr because I was actually thinking of going Stafford Carr mm-hmm. at the turn. Similar logic for you with Cousins and Stafford. So you were actually thinking about getting two quarterbacks too then. Yep, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail down the road, but you throw me for a panic. You take Stafford, and now I'm worried about Cam taking a quarterback to Hedges bets with luck, and I'm like, remind me to edit that up so I don't get sued if this thing ever becomes a big deal. Probably will be, so yeah, no, we'll make sure to remind you of that. All right, so maybe uh, that can be down the road a special bonus edition sometime. Oh, like the like a Blu-ray disc. I know there's no video on it, but not yet. Oh, you know, we can always put that on there. Special deleted scenes. Every dynasty starts with a step, man. That's the quote, right? That is true. I I don't know who said that, but all right. <laughs> All right, so just to kind of see it through, if there was some rule that you couldn't draft three wide receivers with your first three picks, tell me what you would have audibled into instead. Well, I mean, would Rob Gronkowski count as a receiver? Yep. Okay. See, that makes it rougher then. Well, he would have been. Oh, never mind. Carry on. Okay. See, the problem is, is though, is I have always had bad luck with running backs in the first three rounds. Terrible, terrible luck. So, I mean, I would have tried to get a running backs and then maybe got, grabbed a quarterback in the third. But, so maybe I would have maybe grabbed Kirk Cousins in the third because I was worried maybe someone would take him. But they, you know. So maybe, uh, let's see, which, which way did it go? I might have tried to go with Leonard Fournette. I do like Leonard Fournette. Probably in the second, in the uh, third round. Okay. Uh, first round, though. Man. I can't see me doing anything else besides getting wide receiver. I mean, do you even see a better option? Do you really think something like Melvin Gordon? No, I think if someone uh, poked that question to me, you're keeping Des Bryant, you're keeping Julio Jones. I come around at the turn where you've got T.Y. Hilton, which I think is a good choice, um, mm-hmm. so I don't fault the pick, but uh, to kind of see the exercise through. Um, see, that, that's what was rough. It's just running backs is a huge drop-off after the first couple, and same with quarterbacks, and those were all gone. But the wide receiver still had some depth there, quite a bit of depth actually. So I mean, I mean, I I think instead of instead of T. Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, and I think I would like him to have him on my team. Mm-hmm. I do like him. Yeah. But but I don't know. I was happy with the choice I made. So I guess that would be the one big thing I would be do differently. If that's a good answer there. No, it's a good answer there. I think that yeah, for me, I, I think the drop starts with Devontae Freeman. I know some people like DeMarco Murray. I think there's too many things to not like about the situation. But after that, it's running backs that could be great or could stink. And mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to, to know what the crystal ball is telling me about all of that. All right, I appreciate that. And so overall, pretty happy with the draft. I am. I was very happy with it. It was one of the best drafts I feel like I've had in a long time. All so. right. Yeah, I... I think this is one of the things like we talked about. You, you believe in the running back situation with a bunch of guys in their 30s far more than I do. But if it pans out and you've got two guys who were top six quarterbacks last year with three top ten wide receivers, you basically need people to not suck at the running back position, and that's it. Yeah, but also, I know you're saying in their 30s, but Amir Abdullah, I know it was probably a weird pick, but I mean, when he was playing last year for a game and a half, yeah, he was amazing. He was really good. 
Everyone was like, wow, after that first game, I wish I had Amir Abdullah. If he could do that again, that'd be amazing. I'm a little worried he's going to end up sharing time with Theo Riddick a little bit more than what he used to, but we'll see. Well, I think just one last comment I want to have on your draft for now. Um, I think Ty Montgomery in round 14 is a big deal. That, for a 14th round pick, is a lottery pick that could uh, pay off pretty big. So I think to be able to sit him as running back four and see what happens is a nice place to be. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's do this. So, uh, we probably bored everybody off by talking about... Just my draft, right? Just your draft. I mean, I find it entertaining because I dig this stuff. Well, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you could talk to me about it for like an hour. You have in the past, so... I don't have many hobbies. It's like <laughs> this, my wife and my kids, so... Okay, that's fair. That's and fair. they have kind of had their fill of me. We've been gone for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess before we get to the power rankings, I have one question for you, and I bet Cam has this exact same question as well. Yeah. Why did you pick Le'Veon Bell first instead of Aaron Rodgers? Why in the world did you do that? So it sounds like you questioned the decision. Quarterbacks have such an importance in our league, and they get so many points. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what you made the wrong decision. I'm just curious why you did it. Fair point. Well, uh, it's a situation that perception isn't necessarily reality. Um, what I did was pretty basic. I, Because I have no life, I ran through a bunch of different scenarios. I said, there's a scenario where if I kept one of my running backs, if I would have kept, or if I would have kept my wide receiver and Amari Cooper. And I speculated out what my first six rounds would have looked like. And it simply went with what I would be projected to score more points with in the first six rounds. And to pick Le'Veon Bell gave me more points than to pick Aaron Rodgers because if you think about it, if you look at the draft, so let's say I go Jordan Howard and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't have another running back option that looks real pleasant as you and I just talked about. But here, I think you can argue I've got the best one. To, I think Bobby and I have the best one to punch a quarterback. Okay. And I think... It's, so, I'm trying to make it bigger than it is. I simply ran the numbers because I was going to take Rodgers until I sat down midsummer and ran the numbers, and uh, that's what we did. Okay. Well, way to stick to your guns. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it will be interesting, but if nothing else, if this blows up and I finish tenth, the look on Camp's face when I took Le'Veon Bell, worth it. <laughs> that was the season right there. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some other people yes. because they are probably sick of hearing us talk about us. So let's start with the keeper round. Um, I don't know about you, but I this went chalk for me. I picked all 10 keepers um, successfully. Uh, I know that Tim was a bit of a toss-up with Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. but You I really thought Cam was going to keep Andrew Luck? Yeah, I knew that he was going to. Because he was convinced I was going to take Aaron Rodgers. Oh, if he I thought I was going to take Le'Veon Bell, he was going to go Jordy Nelson and then pick up Aaron Rodgers. But I cut you off. You were going to say something. No, no, that's all I was going to say. I just, wow, okay. Good prediction there. Yeah. And just so Cam knows, he was never going to see the light of day with Aaron Rodgers. Had he gone Jordy Nelson, I think I would have pulled the trigger and taken Aaron Rodgers so he couldn't have had him. Hmm. So okay. Jason or I were going to wind up with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
I'm going to put the screws to him. Half a point. <laughs> so that's me. Um, I I think I got, I know I got all ten picks right. I was a little iffy on Tim and Bobby, but uh, with Le'Veon Bell holding out, I knew, I figured that would be the inclination to keep David Johnson over MSU alum Le'Veon Bell and there was just a lot of talent with Zeke for Bobby to give him up. What about you, though? Any surprises with the keeper round? I wasn't sure about Ezekiel Elliott. I was kind of afraid of him because of the suspensions. I don't know what you're saying. So how long is the regular season prevented? It's it's um, six now. For It's six suspensions? But six. how much for fantasy football for our regular season before the playoffs? How many games is it? Ten? There's 13, and the kicker is so going to be suspended six games. And the bye week is in there somewhere, so he doesn't get on the field until week eight. Yeah, and then so that means what? That's five weeks in the regular season. I mean, he's a great talent, um, but I mean, I understand why he kept him. When when he comes back, it's going to be really nice to have him. But that was the only thing I wasn't quite sure on. Yeah, and Bobby is such is uh, Bobby's really good at this, so he can cobble a team together. Mm-hmm. And that he did will keep him around, and he definitely did. So. Sounds like you had a little bit of, eh, maybe with Zeke, um, but it felt like the rest of the keepers went like you thought? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, besides Andrew Luck, like I, mean, like I said a little bit earlier, but then Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. I think those are the only two. So I, <clears throat> I don't want to review the whole draft because I can hear people cussing out loud if they haven't already turned this podcast off. Mm-hmm. So we're going to focus on the first four rounds, um, kind of talk about some things that stuck out for us. Uh, and I'm going to start out with Cam going number two. Okay. I thought this was choking under pressure like nobody's business. Okay. For picking Le- picking LaShawn McCoy? No excuse to not be prepared for me picking Le'Veon Bell. You could tell by the reaction he didn't know where to go with this. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But, I mean, it's rough, though, too, because he kept Andrew Luck, and you don't want to draft a second quarterback with the first two rounds. That's where, I, that's where I'd be at. So, I mean... It's, it's rough to come back from that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with LaShawn McCoy. He's a great running back. We'll see what happens in the season. But That's the pick you would have made. Yeah. I would have bit the bullet and picked Aaron Rodgers. I absolutely think so. I think you make a trade. You trade somebody for Andrew Luck. You find some way out of this. but uh, Or you take a top-tier wide receiver. But I don't think you go with a, tech, a second-tier running back with the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I mean, I'm not hating on his pick. I understand why he did it. I mean, if you trust Andrew Luck, I mean, that's absolutely something you can do, but I would I would have gone Aaron Rodgers, so. And I appreciate you kind of being the moral compass of the show and saying that you don't want to hate on a pick. I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and say he choked. It was a dumpster fire pick, and uh, I, I don't think I have him. to worry about I don't think I have to worry about playing him in the semifinals of the Playoffs this year. I do. Cam always beats me. It wasn't he the one statistically that we pay each other like forever and he always wins? I'm like 20 something to one against him. Yeah, you are Cam's prison friend. Oh, yeah. That's so, okay. So, yeah, you go ahead and not be worried about and be worried about that. I, uh, I'm not going to have to see him but once this year. Hey, he's like the only guy on Buffalo right now, so maybe he'll be like. Yeah, that was a surprise this. cut I saw. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna talk a little more about Cam's team and LaShawn McCoy and my concerns about that moving when we get to his spot in the power jankings. Oh yeah, the power jankings. It's still to come. Oh, it's still to come. Okay, you have other topics. Yeah, we're gonna go through the first four rounds of the draft. I said it about five minutes ago. You were here with me. Oh, I don't remember. 
Okay, let's do my it. My co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, I mean, you have, like, sheets and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of riding by the seat of my pants. Let's do it. And he's not single anymore, ladies. Nope, I'm taken. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to just kind of reset the table. Look at the first four rounds of the draft. First four rounds. First four rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed the keeper round. Mm-hmm. We did. We have talked about the LaShawn McCoy debacle. Yes, we have. Uh want to come over now to Kelly's pick of Matt Ryan with the seventh pick in the first in the second round. Mm-hmm. I think this is a terrible decision to go with Matt Ryan. There is Odell Beckham that goes next. She could have been in a situation to have Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, a combination that won Gordy the title in 2015. And instead she wants to go with Matt Ryan who was quarterback 15 two years ago. And, I mean, that would be insane if you could have Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. I mean, that's what I would have done. But, again, you have to remember how crazy quarterbacks are in our league and how many points they get. So maybe that's what she was thinking. Is Usually when we when we do drafts, quarterbacks go mm-hmm. first two rounds. And, I mean, if Matt Ryan was gone, Matt Ryan probably would have been taken by the time it came back around. Maybe? I don't know if, uh, well... I don't think so. You don't think so? I mean, you know, Gordy's got a quarterback at this point, so it's do you think Lucas or Bobby are going to take him? May I don't know. Lucas is a historic waiter on his quarterback, like I am. Yeah. And me. Yeah, the three of us, so <laughs> then your option is, do you think Bobby's going to do it? I'd be too afraid of him going. If she wanted Matt Ryan, I think it was smart she grabbed Matt Ryan. Okay. I, I don't get me wrong. I think it would be better for Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I think you are correct. It would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. You're just going to make me be the jerk for this entire podcast, aren't well, I you? Want, I want to justify a little. I'm still agreeing with you, but I don't want to be like, Kelly, your draft was horrible and you should feel bad. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like I like everyone's draft for the most part. She gets to smooch Lucas at the end of the night. She's doing all right. Okay, I suppose you're right. Thank you. Right. All right. But you're right. Courage of your convictions has to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one I'm actually really uh, excited to talk with you about because uh, I want to get your opinion, um, see if you're in the same boat as me or not. Uh, and that's to look at what Gordy does with the ninth pick. Uh, he goes ninth pick in round two. Amari Cooper comes back with the second pick in round three with Rob Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. I think behind Cam screwing the pooch with the second pick, this is the worst decision-making in the early rounds of the draft. I think taking one of these guys is okay, but the other option, if you look at this board, is he could have taken Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman and had two top-tier or two second-tier running backs and instead he's got a wide receiver high on promise and Gronk who even if he does everything you think Gronk is capable of is probably going to be the equivalent of wide receiver nine Mm -hmm. I think it's a big miss for a team that is already one down with the worst keeper selection on the board and I agree. It's rough, too, because our league, if we had a tight end spot, specifically where you had to have a tight end, mm-hmm. I think that spot, would, that pick would maybe make sense. Yep. Because, I mean, he would destroy every other tight end. Yes. But the problem is that if we don't, so it's not exactly necessary. 
But also, I'm the one who had Rob Gronkowski on the team last year, mm-hmm. and that's also why I'm I'm kind of, nah, I don't like that pick. I mean, I remember we watched games together. Rob Gronkowski would run down to the field and be like, all right, maybe he'll catch a ball. Then he made two blocks and runs off the field and, like, high-fives people. And I was like, wow, this is the best keeper I've ever had in years. So I wouldn't <laughs> touch him with, like, a 10-foot pole now at this point. But I but I agree. He could have had two top-tier running backs. Um, and in the fourth round, it does look like he is trusting Christian McCaffrey, which we don't really know how well that's going to happen. But, you know, I mean, after Ezekiel Elliott last year, sometimes you want to put a lot of faith in a rookie running back and see maybe it'll work out. But I... But, yeah, I mean, looking at the... If you look at everyone's first three picks, I think Gordy's is the weakest out of all of us. But, I mean, again, we'll see if maybe they can come up with something and maybe Rob Gronkowski can go back to the beast that he was. And, And I do think, to be fair, if we think about the league... The easiest position to find a guy during the year is running back. The hardest positions are quarterback and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So if you trust that the wide receivers are as good as you think they can be, you can probably find a running back. Absolutely. So last thing I want to talk about in this first four rounds is actually probably the team whose first four round selection I like the best Overall, but I think questionable decision to go Russell Wilson in round four. And I don't want to get into a ton of detail now. I just want to get your opinion on it, and then we will talk in more detail when we get to Lucas's spot mm-hmm. in the power rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're talking about the questionable decision of Russell Wilson. Yes. In theory, you are sort of my color commentary right now to offer some opinion on what you think of that oh, selection. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking for a second. I was just looking at the board, and I was like, well, was it smart to pick Russell Wilson? So it looks like he was just afraid of if Bobby would grab Russell Wilson. So, I mean, that's why he grabbed him that early, because I was going to say, like, most everybody at that point had a quarterback. Even even I had a quarterback at that point. It was just between three of you. Um, and I mean, this is one of those things where if that's one of the guys he trusts, Russell Wilson, it makes sense to grab him there. Um, I think he could have waited, though. But, I mean, it's not like he missed a lot between that pick and his next pick. So I'm assuming he would have got a quarterback in the fifth round. But, I mean, what, who did he miss? He missed Christian McCaffrey, Jamison Crowder, Larry Fitzgerald, and Keenan Allen. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a risk. Larry Fitzgerald is 47 years old. <laughs> and, I mean, Jamison Crowder and Keenan Allen, I mean, you can take a chance. But, I mean, he didn't miss a lot by grabbing him the fourth instead of the fifth. Uh, if he was available to you, if you had both Wilson and Stafford as an option, would you have gone Wilson or stayed with Stafford? I would have stayed with Stafford, but that is because I've had a bad experience with Wilson. And I think even Jay said it at the draft that Wilson was garbage last year. I think I had him two or three years ago, and he was just so on and off. I hate inconsistency. He was so inconsistent. I couldn't handle it. So, I mean, that's just one of the players that I don't like to touch. And that's the thing. I've never heard anybody say they were glad they had Russell Wilson, and I don't think he's ever been kept. No, I don't think he's ever been kept, no. So we'll talk about that part a little bit more uh, down the road. Mm-hmm. Wow, 27 minutes in. we I am a lot of fun to talk to, Alex. I'm learning that today. Well, I was going to say, everyone probably turned it off by now, right? Yeah, but we're going to listen to it, right? Oh, I'm going to listen to it, yeah. And my, my wife I'm going to make Megan listen to it. But not like in a forcible uh, CSC kind of way, right? No, I'm just going to like play it while she's trying to sleep. I should be like, no, Megan, listen That's to illegal. this. That's illegal. I'm famous. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to talk about the power jankings. Yes. And before anybody gets their knickers in an uproar, this is strictly all I did is I added up all the starters that are currently in your starting lineups, what ESPN says is their projected point total for the year. And that is the deal for numbers 9 through 1. Um, and we'll go from there. Did that take into effect, was it just starters or did you include backups as well? Uh, no, I decided to just go with starters. starters? And I know okay. the, I know the potential issues that come from that, but there's just not a perfect way oh, absolutely. to forecast. So absolutely. it's just a fun starting point for us. Okay. Um, as always, um, we're going to start with number 10, mm -hmm. and that is the that Rainmakers. Steve? Is that you, Steve? That's number me. 10? Oh, wow. Look at that. You're number 10. What, how many years in a row is that? <laughs> That's impressive. You know, Alex, uh, the one year I actually was honest and ranked my team where they were supposed to be ranked was the last time I didn't make the playoffs. Oh, and the the only two times I have not made the playoffs in our league, I went wide receiver in round one, two, three. Okay. So these are the things I learn. All right. So you don't. All right. So don't do what I did in my draft. And what do you think makes your draft the worst? I think we've got a lot of questionable decisions here. You have already talked about the choice to take Le'Veon Bell with the keeper selection. Um, lots of reasons with. This. Lots of elite quarterbacks out there who are safe and are much more point producing versus who I've got a guy who gets hurt and likes weed. <laughs> I think you look at Jordan Howard. Uh, I think people thought I was going to keep Amari Cooper, or if I was going to keep a running back, why not keep Melvin Gordon, mm -hmm. who is projected to finish with more points and this year and got more points last year. So I know there are a lot of question marks with that decision. Um, I'm comfortable saying that Demaryius Thomas in round three is probably the only pick that doesn't need a lot of scrutiny. I think that's a pretty safe pick. I'm pretty okay there. Pretty solid. Uh, a lot of people are going to question Crabtree. A lot of people don't like Carr. And then I have got a bunch of unproven's in Hill, Diggs, Bryant. And it just uh, a lot of question marks after that. So this is a team that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, even with Le'Veon Bell captaining the ship. Well, I mean, you'll definitely see. I know you love Derek Carr. I mean, he's a he's a great quarterback. So I mean, I I trust him. Michael Crabtree. I don't think I don't know why people don't like that pick. I even picked him in other leagues. I mean, I he's a good receiver, and I mean, Oakland throws the ball a lot. So I mean, they give it a shot. I think the big thing here is that you're missing is you were actually the second to last person to draft a kicker. Mm -hmm. So I would I would say that that's actually one of the top three reasons why you're probably tenth on the power jankings. I mean, who is Lutz? What team is he on? The Saints. Ah, the Saints. Okay, so I mean, you get extra point points, but I mean, I don't know. That's what I'd be worried about. I mean, there's only one person that picked a kicker after you, and I mean, we'll see how it goes. The two-time champion, Tim? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there are lots of reasons. My 14th round pick is already on the IR. <laughs> oh, and no, not your 14th round pick. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> and I've cut my 16th round pick, so. Oh, no, not James Conner. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, I feel a little bit worse about that now that the uh, running back situation in Pittsburgh is kind of cleared up, and it's him and Le'Veon. But uh, well, really Le'Veon could always be suspended too. Uh, so we now know why I'm number ten in the power Jenkins. Okay, fair enough. You made your point. You're terrible. You get me, Alex, and I appreciate that. You did a great job. So we're going to talk about uh, the team that comes in number nine uh, with one thousand eight hundred eleven point eight points. Mm -hmm. Care to guess who that is? Now, I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm just literally going off the first four picks. I'm going to say Gordy? 
That is right. Gordy is uh, number nine. Okay. Okay. Now, we're going to bash his team a little bit here, and that's going to be fun. But one thing I want to acknowledge is he was in a rough spot. He had one great player last year that he couldn't franchise, and then he had a bunch of B-level players that weren't first-round worthy. But give credit where credit is due. Uh, championship game in 2014, champion in 2015, and made the playoffs last year. So after a rough start to the league, uh, Gordy's had a solid run here. So I very much understand that uh, he's done some good things. But point-wise, simple as it is, this point, this team is number nine. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's what Gordy does. He takes risks. He likes rookies. He likes Lions playing, I think. And, uh, I mean, there's some things I like about his team. I mean, he picked Doug Martin in the 15th round, and, I mean, when he's not suspended... I've been watching Hard Knocks, and it looks like their running back situation is terrible. So, I mean, Doug Martin's probably going to need a lot of carries. So, that might be good. Um, well, can I, I want to say here, Doug Martin, then I'm going to turn it over to you a little bit more. I love the Doug Martin pick. Um, it's actually on my notes here. I think it's his, uh, if we go by value, it's probably his best pick. In the last five years, Doug Martin has run for 1,400 yards twice. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me in the 15th round I've got a guy with a 40% chance to run for 1,500 yards or 1,400 yards, I'm going to take him and be pretty happy. Yeah. So credit where credit is due if that works out. And he has Theo Riddick, which, I mean, it's going to be rough right now. There's going to be a lot of split time back in the backfield of Detroit. But if Abdullah gets hurt again, with my luck, he will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Theo Riddick, I mean, he could be a solid choice. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey for him. I hope he does well, but, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, that's a thing that we don't. I don't have anything to go off of except his college experience. So, but I don't know. I mean, I think I think the thing that he's going to have the most trouble with is his quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't hate Ben Roethlisberger, but the problem is too, if something happens to him, he's going to have to rely on Joe Flacco. So that's the part I'm a little worried about as well. I mean, but you know, yeah, I totally agree with you there. But I want to just take a look at this board. Mm-hmm. So we've got Gordy's team. And you never know what's going to happen in a draft, right? But had he done what we talked about earlier, he keeps Ben Roethlisberger, he goes Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman. And he's got wide receivers already in Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry. Mm -hmm. And instead of Christian McCaffrey, if he takes someone like Alshon Jeffrey, Terrell Pryor, and to be honest, though, if he didn't pick Christian McCaffrey, he probably would have fallen. Because if you've actually looked at the fourth round, almost everybody besides me has almost has two running backs. So, I mean, it, it might have been a thing that that fell. That that fell. I, I, even when I was at that point, I was not even going to get Christian McCaffrey in the fourth round. It's not like he would have known that. But, I mean, he could have even waited on that pick, grabbed those two, and if he really wanted Christian McCaffrey, he could have done it. Agreed. I think Lamar Miller goes four picks later. I think that's a guy... Actually, no, you don't need a running back in this situation because we've run through a scenario where he, if he would have taken running back two, three, screw it. Get some wide receivers. You've got Jarvis and Keenan Allen as a two and three, and I think you're looking at an entirely different team. And he got his guy, Steven Goskowski. He does. He loves Steven Goskowski, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a champ. Every year he just goes out and tries his hardest. And, uh, I mean, does he it's, obvious who, the, afterwards it's obvious who the captain of this team is. The number 12 ranked kicker last year? Yep, he's got that C right on his chest because he's going to come back. Sometimes you got to start from the bottom to work your way back up to the top. Even though he was at the top, then he went to the bottom. But, you know, he'll come back. I believe in him. 
I mean, sure, he's no Matt Bryan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I mean, I'm going to talk about when we get to my draft because that was that was my sleeper pick. I'm not sure if you all knew, but I was terrible last year, and he was my star player, and I was able to get him back in the ninth round, so that was pretty amazing. But I, Stephen Goskowski, it's a safe pick, so we'll see what happens. Who knows? Even maybe even Brandon Marshall will come back this year. What do you think? I think Odell Beckham not playing possibly in week one or two is going to be a big deal. I think uh, Brandon Marshall is going to be a guy you can start. Oh, there you go. Good gravy knows you're going to need all the help you can get with this team. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he won last year. I mean, two years ago. So I- I'm realizing I better do well this year because I am not saying a lot of kind of things about a lot of teams right now. Yeah, I think at the end of the season, like if you come in last place, I'm just going to make my own clip show of like everything you said about how everyone else is terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, I think that... That's all I've got on the number nine team, the Blue Angels. Any last thoughts on them? No, I think we pretty much talked about. It. I think every pick besides like these defensive players, but yeah, it's good. All right, care to take a guess who comes in at number eight? Uh, Kelly. Nope. No. Let's see. Cam. Cam comes in at number eight. Okay. Seven dollars worth of Hooba Stank. Can you just uh, let me know what one song Hoobastank has is? The Reason. Oh, thank you. That's helpful. Yeah, no problem. Um, And as I look at this board, I just want to say one more time, The League was, in fact, a terrible show. I don't know how you screw up a show about fantasy football, something I love only slightly less than... Wait, I thought you liked The League. I thought the first two episodes had real promise, the first episode in particular, but... uh, it nosedives, and then I, I read season synopsises for the later seasons after season four when I cashed out, and I would have. You were just sad because, like, the first 20 minutes of each episode weren't analyzing fantasy football picks. They were like, come on, why are they, you know, you're watching the draft part, and they're like, he's seriously picking J.J. Watt in, like, the this round? Like, come on, what is this? Like, no, we want more in-depth analysis on that. You're not there for the comedy, you're there for the football. Well, That's why you hated it, isn't it? If there was comedy, I would have stuck around for it. Oh. The point is, it was a terrible <laughs> show. And you're right. If they would have had some actual critiquing, I'd have been like, sweet. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just too many episodes where like, it's Sunday and we love our we love our league, but we're going to go wander off to Shiva's house or some other random place instead of watch football. You don't, you don't even know what's happening. You didn't even watch the show. What do you mean, random... Randomly going to Shiva's house. They went to Shiva's house. Like once. It's not what they did every Sunday. You think I'm going to go to Shiva's house on a random Sunday when I've got direct TV at home? Yeah, you can watch it on your phone. I obviously don't know how to do that. Probably not. You're not very good at internet. But anyway, back to Cam's team. Because I'm pretty sure you don't know enough about the league to critique it, right? <laughs> it's terrible. I know that. Mm, I'm fair. All right. So Cam, um, as we've talked about, absolutely sets himself behind the eight ball, screwing the pooch a number of times with his draft. We have oh, got... Got a picture chair? <laughs> oh, this is, this is live for a reason, folks. All right. This isn't live. We're recording it, and then we're putting it on the... That's not what live means. You were adopted. That's the third thing you've been wrong about. Like the past couple minutes. I was there. You were a little girl at first, so something happened. How does that mean I was adopted? Because I was there when you were born. But if I was adopted, how were you there when I was born? Fine. I was there when little Susie Lee was born. 
then I'm still not adopted if I was Susie Lee. You're just saying I was a girl before I was born. Just like, get back to, get back to Cam. You're digging yourself a hole and you're wrong. You said he made mistake after mistake. I don't believe that, Cam. I believe you've made the best choice that you thought you could and drafting next to Steve in the round stinks because he's a butt. <laughs> um, the only, I mean, I would have kept Aaron Rodgers in the first round. He just gets so many points. And yeah, there is trade potential for Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'll see what his wide receivers can do. I mean, they're not top tier. I mean, Doug Baldwin's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I don't hate any of his wide receivers. In fact, I like Deshaun Jackson in round 10. Uh, I do. If you talk to anyone that watches Hard Knocks, dude's still super fast. He is. He's good. Who else has they got to throw to besides um, Mike Evans? Mike Evans? Yeah, but don't throw, you know. I like Deshaun Jackson. I think it's a good pick. Okay. Darren McFadden, mm-hmm. while Ezekiel Elliott is out, that Dallas Cowboys offense can block for me. So I'm pretty sure he's probably going to put up some good points those first couple of weeks. And in that time, he can look through free agency and maybe try to even find another running back in that time, which, I mean, that's I mean he definitely has a lot of options. So Clearly, I disagree. And I think that this team is terrible. Uh, I think that Cam should be ashamed of this draft. I think that, by his own admission, his definition of, definition of research is to grab a magazine the night before. But we are going to stop, and we're going to give credit where credit is due. We are talking about the 2016 league champion. Mm-hmm. We are talking about a team that has only missed the playoff once in our 11-year history. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, uh, knows what he's doing, um, even if I do question some decisions here. Uh, one thing I would say, looking at this team, um, and actually, uh, you might have just been looking at my notes, but I agree with some of what you said. I think Darren McFadden is an excellent choice. Uh, in the 11th round, you have a guy who's going to start six games behind that line. I love Emmanuel Sanders in round eight. I think it's very similar to Michael Crabtree. Uh, Sanders was actually wide receiver. If he would have played that last game of the year, he would have projected out around wide receiver 17, and to get him in the eighth round is a big deal. Absolutely. I think last year Denver officially bottomed out. It can be nothing but better for him and Demarius this year. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah. I will tell you one problem I see with this team, and I'll see if maybe you will agree with this. There is not a ready-made keeper for 2018. You can't keep Andrew Luck. LaShawn McCoy is going to be at that dreaded age 30. Unless Dalvin Cook really turns, winds up being something, which he could, that is really the only opportunity we have. Well, I mean, the thing is, is let's see. So, I think that he will have trouble finding a keeper for next year, looking at the current team that he has. If LaShawn McCoy does well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with keeping him. I know it's 30 is the benchmark, but I mean, that doesn't automatically mean he's going to turn off. But there is always a chance that one person on his team will go off, or he can pick someone up in free agency for next year. And that's something that I usually always miss out on when I draft, is thinking about who's a star that I can keep for next year. The past four years, I have not had a keeper that I've enjoyed, (laughs) because I do not think that far ahead. I finally did that this year, which finally, if Julio Jones goes off, I can at least keep him. So, I mean, that's something. But I, he had to think of what was going on this year and what positions he had open. And, I mean, he did that. I mean, he, he kind of got dealt poop situation. <laughs> because of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where you should take credit. 
you're saying he picked poorly, but you should also put it in there. It's like I'm I I helped that along. So oh yeah, highlight of my draft. Absolutely. Highlight highlight of my year. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Good times. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> um, but I do. I also uh, I'm intrigued by Dalvin Cook moving forward. But I think it is going to be a bit of a timeshare situation for year one. So absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It probably will be. But I mean, again, take a risk. See how it goes. Plays out. Sure, and round 9 and 10, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Dan Bailey, the guys who wiped me out last year. So kudos for that. We're going to move on to the team who is 7. Right? Eight. Is that where we're at? Seven. 8. Kelly. No, no, 7. I'm nope. 10. Gordy's 9. Nope. Cam's seven. 8. Kelly. All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Kelly is coming in at number 7. I'm and I didn't a- pick that because I thought your team was bad. I just, I don't know. I like your team. You have Antonio Brown, but I don't know. Huh. So Kelly coming in at seventh. I, I mean, sorry. Do you need to run for politics some more and just really try to play neutral on any more issues? I'm not I playing talk? neutral on anything. I'm agreeing with where you're ranking things. I'm just saying, you know, people make decisions at the time for a reason, and it makes sense why they made the. I'm not being like you should have done that. That was a terrible decision. Well, she agreed to marry Lucas many years ago, so she kicked that one out of the park so hard that really she can screw up for the next thirty years and still be breaking even. Fair enough. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk a little about, bit about Kelly's draft. I think if you look through the keeper round, she's in great shape. She's got what is universally viewed um, as the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the decision with Matt Ryan. Uh, which, again, yeah. I mean, I, I would have gone Odell. I mean, she just – it's hard, but when you see me and, you know, Steve and Alex drafting, you should be, like, afraid that they're going to pick Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I she should if she pays attention to how we drafted before she should know that we always wait until like the fourth or fifth round so but I mean it it does change her draft a lot just that one pick and it, I guess it's just got to be about what you think of Matt Ryan I can't I'm still in the spot uh, quarterback number three I think last year but quarterback number fifteen in 2015 so this is not somebody with the track record for excellence. Yeah, but it's not really him either. Maybe she just has a lot of belief in just the Atlanta Falcons' offense. Okay. They were unstoppable last year. It wasn't just Matt Ryan. They scored points after, like, just nonstop. I mean, I know it's because, what, Defonte Freeman, right? I mean, he's big. He's big help to that, too. But, I mean, he has great receivers to throw to. If you, yeah, maybe just believe in the offense. He can probably do it again. I doubt that they're going to go to how many points they got last year to just shoot down out to nothing. So it might be an amazing pick. It might even be better than maybe Tom Brady. But we'll have to see. Again, though, I still think Odell Beckham would be a better thing there. Yeah, I just uh, really would like to see what that team looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but So we, we accept we would have done things differently, but there is a math to taking Matt Ryan. And again, let's give credit where credit's due. Uh, had a great year last year, lost in the championship game, but did go, I believe, 9-4 and four during the regular season, so a lot of credit for that. Um, anything sticking out, uh, you look at this board, um, someone you really like, a good value pick? I'm not seeing someone, I'm like, wow, that's a great pick at that spot, but I see a lot of people where that pick at that spot makes sense. Does that make sense? She it drafted does. a lot of people where they should be drafted. I'm not saying someone that she didn't, uh, you know, she got way late in the draft. But, I mean, I like her draft. I like having Golden Tate on the team. He's a great receiver. He's probably going to pass to a lot. Alshon Jeffrey. Um, 
And, I mean, she does have a pretty good running back in DeMarco Murray. But, I mean, he they all went when they were supposed to. She has a good, like, evened-out team, if that makes sense. It does. It's just nothing that's going to stand out besides Antonio Brown. She got through the draft um, in one piece, and that's mm-hmm. what you do, and then you find your you find your pieces later down the road. Huh? One thing I do want to give credit for, uh, something that did stick out for me, I think Kyle Rudolph in round nine. Uh, actually... A pretty good selection, in my opinion. I, I went and did some research. Last eight games, last year, Kyle Rudolph um, had 93.5 points. If he would have carried that for the entire season, that would have made him wide receiver slash tight end number 14. Oh, wow. So if okay. that holds up, that's incredible. Absolutely. That's good value. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he did that well. Apparently you didn't do the research. Well, I'm not as talented as you when it comes to research, I guess. But well, I think you decide to have a life. I wasn't just like sitting at home like, I wonder how Kyle Rudolph did in the last nine games of last year. Oh man, he did pretty well. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the average, just average out the entire season. You Why know, not? I was like friends. I was like hanging out with people, you know. I don't know. But friends aren't as interesting as Kyle Rudolph. And numbers. He went to Notre Dame. I know who he is. Right? That was not that's Kyle Rudolph. Did he go to Notre Dame? It's Kyle Rudolph. I think so. So you didn't do your research. I don't care whether they go to college unless they... Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take a guess who we have at number six. Oh, man. See, this work gets hard. I am going to say... Scrote Squad? <laughs> no, they're a little bit... They're a little bit uh, Further up the food chain. Do you want to take another run? Bob and Van. No, no, no. Raffy Bombs. Raffy Bombs, final answer. <laughs> Raffy Bombs. Try to remember who Raffy Bombs is. I'm having no Bobby. Uh, no. No? No. That's not Bobby. It's not Bobby. Who's the Raffy Bombs? I'm sorry, the Raffy Bombs is Bobby. That oh, is but not it's the not the team. answer. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the minions, is it? It is our first league champion, the guy who won it in 2006. Let's see how well you know your history. I was like, man, I was like 14 back then. I don't remember anything from then. Uh, first champion. Well, that was Mr. Moore, wasn't it? So the Minions? No, Matt, I think Tim won in years two and three. Oh, okay. I remember him winning a lot when we first started. Who did I not pick? I feel like I picked everybody else. Um, this aired in 2009. Oh, Matt. He Matt. won, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Matt was our first league champion. He was the first team to beat me uh, in the championship game. Yeah, Matt comes in at number six. So I'm going to have you talk about this team while I pull up my notes on Matt. Okay. Well, I actually haven't done a ton of looking into Matt. Um, I was sad when he picked Tom Brady in front of me. I think he does have a very strong combination of those first two picks with Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Um, I do, I, the wide receiver, it's kind of risky. I had DeAndre Hopkins last year. He was so on and off, and I still don't really believe in the Texans' offense. And, I mean, I do like Sammy Watkins, but he actually just got traded, didn't he? Yeah, he is now a member of the L.A. Rams. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a problem. Uh, so I think he does have a big issue at receiver. Um, and I do I like Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi, I would have picked Leonard Fournette instead. Um, but that's just personal preference. Um but, yeah, I think wide receiver is an issue. You do have Jimmy Graham, if he can go back to what he used to be. Mm-hmm. That might be a solid pickup. 
Um, Dak Prescott, there's something does happen with Tom Brady. That's actually a pretty okay pick. I had him last year. Um, and, again, he has that Texas offensive line. He doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott for the first seven games, but, I mean, I still think he could do a lot of damage. I don't know if he's a top-ten quarterback, but, where, you know, where he got him was pretty solid. Uh, overall, I think it's a decent team, again. It's just kind of like Kelly's team where he picked up people where they should have gone. There wasn't a lot of, like, surprise picks or after those first maybe two or three, it just kind of filled in. The only thing is I don't, I don't like his receivers. Yeah, I think you talked about a lot of what I was feeling with this team. Um, the first thing I do want to acknowledge, I think best value pick here is C.J. Anderson in round 13 to get a starting running back yeah. that late. Yeah, um, History tells me he's going to get hurt at some point, but until then, he's going to be a viable option. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you may not like Ajayi, and I'm not his biggest fan either, but he's not terrible, and I think to have him, Hyde, and C.J. Anderson is not a bad place to be. No, I mean, like I said, the running backs, I was, I was really concerned, just the receivers. I don't know what you think about the receivers. Yeah, I think you've, you've, you've hit on the concern that I have. These guys, last year, his number two, three, and four receivers, being Hopkins, Watkins, and Robinson, finished 30, 30th, 32nd, and 86th Ugh, well, at the, the wide receiver position. Ugh. Now, Watkins is a little bit because of an injury, but even if you prorate the time he did play, out into a 16-game season, he is wide receiver 38. Mm -hmm. So this is a case of if these guys do what they did in 2015, we're looking at a 10-win team. If they don't, this is a team uh, that's going to be digging deep to find some receiver help, and that is going to be a harder position to fill right now. And, I mean, he did get a lot of primary receivers on teams, but they're on teams with terrible offense. I mean, maybe the Texans and the Rams have figured something out since last year. Maybe they'll actually start aiming at their star players on, like, last year. Trust me, I watched a lot of Texans game, and he had no idea who to throw to. <laughs> Hawkins would be open all the time. and they're like, nah, yeah. nah. We'll throw to Fuller. He's, like, five feet tall. Ugh. That was rough. One, uh, just a little bit of... One last nugget about this team for my research, because, you know, I don't have friends, and I do my research instead. Interesting piece that I found out. Uh, Allen Robinson had the exact same number of targets last year that he did two years ago, yet he somehow went from wide receiver 7 to 30. Who is he throwing to him? Blake Bortles. Anyway, maybe they switched to a lot of short passes or something? I think he just missed a lot. He didn't get as many catches. I mean, it's hard when you get Blake Bortles thrown to you. I gave that guy so many chances, too. I've drafted him, like, twice now. I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, this is Bortles' year. I'm like, I don't care if he's a Jaguar player. I'm going to try. I guess this year no one decided to take a chance on him. I mean, say what you want, but I think Bortles was a top-10 quarterback last year. Was he? It's really weird. It's like... You can't trust a Jaguar. No. Ever. I think you, uh, no, I think what happens is they get beat, and then he has to throw the ball, so he gets junk points, but and if the game matters, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how my team goes. I mean, if his wide receivers do pan out, great team, mm-hmm. but we just got to see if they do. And the reality is if just one of them can pan out. Uh-huh. Or and even if you look at Dante Moncrief, uh, good 2015, but uh, can it be repeated in 20? But not necessarily the best 2016. Yeah. 
All right, care to go with team five? Me? That is correct. All right. So we've talked a bit about your team, probably where we lost the majority of our viewers. Yes. yes or probably. our viewer. Probably our viewer. Okay. So I guess I'll just have to listen to this like three times. Carlene My wife will Megan. listen to it. Yeah. Those two. They're going to get bored 10 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe Carlene could just listen to it while I'm at work and just kind of hear my dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. It's like we're always here. So any last pieces on uh, your team you want to talk about? We took a pretty good run at them earlier. I think the only thing that I'm excited for on this team that we didn't talk about is, well, Matt Bryant. Yeah. Like I said, I was going to talk about that. He was the best player on my team. He won me games, Matt Bryant. So I will try to draft him every year if I can. Mm -hmm. Only thing that I think I want to talk about is I think Marvin Jones might be in my last pick. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a decent pick. Lions lost Anquan Bolden, and last year Marvin Jones was like the number one receiver for how many weeks? A while. He was good. He had he had a lot of points, and I think he might be able to do something. So it was just kind of a throwaway pick, and maybe it'll turn out. Yeah, for but the they first they were even throwing him to him in the preseason too, quite a bit. So and that's really what tells you how a guy's gonna do. Yeah, the preseason. Hey, I like him. I know people even what Galladay went like three rounds above him, but I would have gone with Marvin Jones instead of Galladay. Uh, just for the record, Galladay was taken by a two-time league champion. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Jones was taken by like a seven-time third-placer. So I swear like every year Lucas comes up and like, oh, here's your $5. I'm like, what's this for? It's like, I think you came in third. It's like, oh, okay. You know, I, I do have to say I think fate has not been as kind to you or Bobby as it probably could have been. No. You're probably the two teams that uh, have not had the best run. Mm-hmm. That maybe deserved a kinder fortune. Like but, a pity championship? <laughs> Bobby and Alex for the championship? Well, That'll Bob, be this year. It's like the Browns and the Lions. Well, no. Bobby's won a championship. I'm saying he might be able to have a few more. Uh, who hasn't won one besides me? Uh, I think we have three ta- three teams that have never won. You, Kelly, and let's see. Maybe that is it. No, there's... Yeah, it's just you two guys. Not the Cam has won. All right. Kelly and Alex are going for the finals this year. I'm calling it. All right. I, look, I don't look forward to seeing it because that means I'm not in the finals, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Yep. All right. Let's see if I can. Oh, I just. Your Adrian Peterson pick in round seven. Mm-hmm. Care to guess how many yards per carry he had last year? What his average was? Zero? No, Adrian Peterson? Zero. Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. Not a lot, man. No. 0.7. 1.9. Oh, man, that's over double what I thought. That's pretty Just, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, really, this has been a feel-good moment for you of really validate your pick. Well, I think this is what the best thing about it was. It's like Marshawn Lynch, Amir Abdullah, and Adrian Peterson what scored how many points together last year? Most reliable running back core in the league right there. Yeah, if this was like 2013, you would be stacked. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about bringing my 2013 like draft magazine in. You'd be like, how'd you make your picks? And I'm like, look, see this magazine? I'm like the best team in the league. And you just want to like throw it away. Like, oh. Well, then, <laughs> I look forward to uh, your season. But again, Ty Montgomery is out there, and I think he could be a starter pretty, uh, sooner rather than later for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
All right, care to take a guess now that we get to our top four, who number four is? Bobby? No, not Bobby. How? I keep saying Bobby. Has Bobby gone already? No, Bobby is not gone yet. Man, I've been saying him since like pick eight. I feel bad. Bobby's probably, if he's listening, he'd be like, oh, screw you, Alex. No, um. Mr. Moore. Not Mr. Moore. Jay. Not Jay. There's only one other person. Who did I miss? Scroat Squad. <laughs> That's Jay. Oh. I thought this whole time, though. Your research and dedication to this cause is noted and appreciated. I forgot everyone's teams. Bobum Van? <laughs> the Bobum Van. Well, it's hard. Everyone named it after Rafi. Not everyone. Oh, yeah. Except for like three of us. I'm getting them all mixed up. All right, so number four, you're right, is Lucas's team. Yep. I uh, talked about being in love with his first three picks, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham, and Devontae Freeman, and I kind of teased one of the things that makes me not like Russell Wilson. And that's simply, I went through and looked at all 16 of his games last year, and his median score, uh, for those of you who don't remember from algebra, the median score is the middle score, not the average, the middle. So for him, care to guess how many points that was at the quarterback position? 17. 25. See, that's a lot better than I thought. Fair, but... Uh, well, 25 is pretty bad. 25 is not great. That yeah. means half the time you are getting less than 25 points from your starting quarterback. Which, I mean, that's what I said earlier, is where I, I didn't like him because of his inconsistency. Mm. Which, yeah. But his first three picks just should carry him, as long as there's no injuries or if everything goes well. Those are great picks. Later on, he's a backup in Cam Newton, so we shouldn't worry too much about Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's got if, some option. Go ahead. If Cam Newton can do what he used to do... Uh, I know last year wasn't his best year, but I mean, if he can go back to what he was, I mean, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he has okay backups. I wouldn't say his, his backups or anything to like, you know, freak out about. But it's just his starters are just so stacked. Minus Cam Newton as his backup, but and he's got Justin Tucker, solid kicker. So all of those starters, his starters, are just great. I mean, his. Um, I don't know what he's maybe Lamar Miller and Jordan Breed. I mean, they're not perfect, but I mean, his starting team is just so solid. Yeah, agreed. All you need Lamar Miller to do is be kind of running back eleven through twenty, and he's made his water there. So mm-hmm. I think that can happen. And if Jordan Reed is Jordan Reed, it's a great place to be. Absolutely. Um, I like the Tyrell Williams pick. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Keenan Allen, but you have to remember, I think. Actually, don't remember the final number, but I think Tyrell Williams was around wide receiver 12 last year, and you're getting him in round 10. So when Keenan Allen goes down with the broken whatever, that's a nice uh, plug-and-play you got right there. Yeah, absolutely. He definitely, he definitely made some solid picks. So you could tell he studied. I think I'm. I think you can also say that he caused some good fortune. I think the debauchery that was Matt Ryan, which you know, <laughs> you refused to say because you apparently were running for political office one day. No, not, I told. I said our nine votes are going to just. Be it's the amazing thing Odell fell that far. I should have taken him technically. He should have gone two picks ago. I just like Julio Jones more, and uh, Kelly likes Matt Ryan. She likes the quarterbacks, and that's fair. Because I mean, every year doesn't she usually have some pretty solid one? Kelly? Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure she like always goes quarterback first round. 
Kelly, if you want to email us, our email address is 5TDs, that's the number 5TDS, at yahoo.com and let us know your stance on how you do with the quarterback situation. That would be appreciated. We will read your response on air next week. Did you actually make an email? I'm going to do that between the time that I end this podcast and put it up live. You're going to check that like every day, aren't you? Come on, fan emails. Yeah, Kelly, go back in your file cabinet where you kept a copy of every single draft you've had over the past, like, 12 years or something and tell us what you picked by the quarterback. We'd really like you to email that into us. Alex, I'm I'm a little concerned you're saying that, like... I don't remember what I drafted three years ago. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's garbage. That's probably what I drafted. A lot of Randy Mosses and Tom Brady's. That's what I did. Oh, and I loved. I know when I first started, I was like 14. And I didn't know what anything was. So I was like, oh, tight ends and kickers. I'm like, you idiots are drafting like running back ranked 12, but I got kicker ranked number one. Well, I do. I want to give credit where credit is due. That uh, first year of this draft, 2006, I was the very first person to take a quarterback five. You were six and took Tom Brady. Although that's when I had Tom Brady for like five years. It was a pretty good run with Tom Brady. It was. I did have a good run with him. I missed him. And then who, t- uh, who took him? I think it was Luke took him from me. And then he broke his leg. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So we really were the trendsetters in that area. We were. We really were. Uh, I'm sorry. So just to kind of take a last snap at Luke's team. Uh, like the starters, uh, I imagine this bench is probably not going to look the same by the end of the year. But I think there's a lot to be excited about, especially if you can start the year in this position. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Care to take a guess at number three? Bobby. Bobby is number three. All right. Now, I I did to try to get his spot. I basically um, assumed that his backup running back would be playing for six weeks and then prorated out uh, mm-hmm. him for six and Zeke for ten to get us there. But that's what gets us to Bobby at number three. All right. And see, this is a time when you're saying you're being political, Alex. This is what I don't understand how he's three. Ezekiel Elliott suspended his mm-hmm. first pick. Melvin Gordon's pretty solid, and so is Jordy Nelson. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's like 45 years old, and there's so many other people to throw to. Joe Mixon and Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's like four running backs that should be carrying the ball there, so I don't know how many carries Joe Mixon's going to have. I do not like Jameis Winston. I understand why he had to wait for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did the right thing there because, I mean, he was able to fill other positions. Mm-hmm. But I don't like Jameis Winston. I think he's okay. I, I, but I mean, it's good for where he got him in the draft. You know, it's a decent starter. But like looking at all of his starters, I'm not a huge fan. I I don't think he's anywhere near the worst in the league at all. But mm-hmm. I think I would have drafted differently. I know, even up at the top when Cousins was left, he could have gotten Cousins and said, "Well, but Jordan e. Nelson's pretty nice." I don't know. He could have been even just a different quarterback. I'm sorry, I feel unprepared. Could he have gotten Cousins and Jordy? How does how did the snake go? Yeah, so. he would have gotten Jordy and Cousins. Or no, Matt Stafford. No, right? Jordy. Uh, I think the come around is he couldn't have had Kirk Cousins. Sorry, I'm sure uh, this makes for entertaining radio. Oh yeah, you're right. He couldn't have had Kirk Cousins. He could have got Matt Stafford though. Could have got Matt Stafford or Derek Carr. Both solid. And, I mean, what would he have missed? He would have missed Larry Fitzgerald or uh, Joe Mixon. Which, I mean, maybe you're taking a risk on Joe Mixon, but I don't think he's going to be the star. But, I mean, I could easily be wrong about that. Why, I was, so, I guess, I'm sorry, I just went off on a tangent. Why do you think he's... No, you just took averages, but mm-hmm. what is your opinion on 
I was a bit surprised the body came out at number three as well. I think had Elliot, uh, if we knew Elliot was playing all year long, number three feels about right for this team. Probably number two, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we assume he's going to miss half the fantasy football season approximately, uh, I think Melvin Gordon is solid. I think Jordy Nelson is a good pick, and I am confused on the numbers because I think that Crowder was a reach. I think that's a guy you could have gotten four rounds later. Um, I think if a PPR league is going to bump up Larry Fitzgerald's value, you do have to remember he was the number one wide receiver as far as catches last year, around 104. I did not know that. Wow, okay. So if he can du- duplicate that, um, and I think if you go running backs early, um, wide receivers... Typically, wide receivers outscore the running backs, but the elite-level running backs are more valuable than the elite wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what happens here. Um, as far as Bobby, uh, I'm not a Winston fan either. Uh, I think Philip Rivers is a good backup to that, though. He's Unfortunately, Bobby lost Cam Meredith to the injury. Oh, yeah. Okay. How long is he out? Um, Meredith is out for the year torn ACL. Oh. Yeah, but I think this is a weak bench. I don't see anybody I'd be all that impressed with. I don't. Uh, I think Mixon is the, the third, second round running back to go in Cincinnati. So who's going to be leading that backfield? I don't know. Can you put suspended people on IR? I don't think you can. Okay. If you know the answer to that, folks, go ahead and email us at five, the number five TDS. <laughs> At yahoo.com. You know, you're going to try to make that email, and then it's going to be like, that email's not available, and you're going to be like, 5TD6179, and you're going to have to put that in there. Everyone's going to be emailing some dude at 5TDs at yahoo.com. You don't even have that email yet. You know, it's probably Aaron Rodgers' email. I don't think so. I don't think he'd make an email that lame. <laughs> so basically, you want to be politically correct with everyone but poor me. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but we'll, we'll try. I mean, if anything, we could just go to AOL. Maybe five TVs probably isn't taking on that. Does anyone even use AOL anymore? I don't know if it exists. You know what? If it doesn't exist, I'm just having you re-record this podcast as punishment. No! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good luck, Bobby, 2014 league champion. And the, I don't know, you typically don't remember previous years, but nobody had a worse run of bad luck last year than Bobby as far as playing people that... Just went off the rails. Went off the rails. Yeah. It's, uh, we feel for you, Bobby. You'll do great this year. The postseason. According to the numbers. According to the numbers, you will be number three. Mm-hmm. All right. Care to guess who's number two? Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So talk with me. I'm going to pull my notes up again. Why don't you tell me what you think of this team? Well, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, which is just amazing. Deep and meaningful insight right there. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's so much in our league. You could literally just say that. Be like, oh, how's this team? He has Aaron Rodgers. Be like, oh, well, he's top five. At least in the end, probably the playoffs. If he doesn't break anything. He's a solid player. I mean, he's Isaiah Carowell and Todd Gurley as running backs. I'm not a huge Todd Gurley fan, but that's a great running back combo. He was able to keep Michael Thomas, which, I mean, he's not the best of the best, but it's still a really solid keeper. I mean, his wide receivers aren't perfect, but he even managed to get Travis Kelsey in the sixth round. And again, again, he's not perfect, but he—it's just a good team. 
Even in the end, he picked up, let's see, Eddie Lacy, which if something happens with the running backs, I mean, it's not, he's not top-notch, but 15th round. I like that pick. I don't know if you like Eddie Lacy. I hate him more than you hate vegetables. Ooh. Did you grab Eddie Lacy early when he was, uh, what, what year was that? Eddie Lacy was supposed to be, like, top tier. Last year, I used a fifth-round pick on him and regretted it by week three. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Maybe he'll come back. I mean. Is there going to be a buffet between me and where he's coming back to? Yeah, sure. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, he has the Jaguars defense. I don't know about that one. I, although, I didn't watch many Jaguars games, so I don't know if they're actually good or not. I know they have some good defensive backs. But I don't know a lot about the Jaguars. But I, it's it's just a, it's just a good team. It's just a good team all around. Like on my team, a lot of if you a lot of the people that we've talked about, there's usually one type of position, either quarterback, running backs, or wide receivers, where they had to take a hit. He took a little bit of a hit at receiver, but overall, all of his starters are solid. Right? No, I think so. You know, you don't like his team. He's Aaron Rodgers. That's all he needs. Like, he's sitting there, and he's like, you know, this drafting. And he's like, oh, man, what am I going to be stuck with? And then you and Cam go Le'Veon Bell and the Sean McCoy. He's like, what are these idiots doing? He's like, Aaron Rodgers. He didn't have to think. It's a good pick. And you're making a face. All right, well, what do you think, Steve? What do you think? I think that this team has Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, I like Michael Thomas. I think that's got real breakout potential. I think after that, I can start picking this team apart pretty quickly. Ooh, rude. Well, rude. He is a two-time league champion, so credit okay. where credit's due. But okay. if we start taking a look at a couple of things here, um, if we've established nothing else with this podcast, and we probably haven't, besides nobody will listen, and I spend way too much time looking into this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked into Isaiah Crowell. Because I couldn't figure out what I wanted him to be, if it's somebody I was interested in or not, going into this draft. Uh, there was an eight-game stretch last year. Um, I think it was game six, weeks six through 14. Um, averaged 11 carries a game for 27 yards. Basically gave you 7.9 points from the running back position. So he could be great eight weeks a year, but if that's going to happen the other eight weeks of the year as your number one running back, you're not, that's not a great place to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. He could have gotten, like, Doug Baldwin, which would have been nice. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if he starts doing that, he just starts relying on wide receivers. It's going to be the same boat that I was, where he would have had even taken a lot more risk at the running back position. And, I mean, he was still kind of able to save it because the depth at the wide receiver position is so solid. So, I mean, I think it could have gone the other way, and it might have been better, but the way he decided to do it worked well. But that's me. But I understand what you're saying. I understand Isaiah Crowell, you know, you don't trust him completely. I mean, he's on Cleveland. I mean, you can never really trust Cleveland, but we'll see what happens. He'll just be the next Peyton Hillis. No one can be the next Peyton Hillis. So, uh, I'm going to go the fourth-round pick, Todd Gurley, um, as the guy who probably could have won the league last year if he would have taken David Johnson instead of Todd Gurley and lived to regret that week after week after week. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley has not had a good career since he came out of the gates the first four weeks of the 2015 season. So not a bad value pick here, but also uh, not a guy I have a lot of faith in, especially since we've established I don't have a lot of faith in Isaiah 
Crowell. Uh, Devontae Adams is elevated because he caught 12 touchdowns on like 75 catches last year. That's not going to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, love the Travis Kelsey pick. Was actually tight end number one last year. Uh, Gillsley, eh. Devontae Parker, maybe. And I am looking down the list and we end with we go positional I'm sorry IDPs kicker defense and I think the two add-ons are uh, Chubby Thunder Eddie Lacy and tore my hamstring Corey Davis so is Chubby, no. La- is Chubby Lacy a name that you gave him or is that or Chubby Thunder <laughs> is that you gave him or is that someone else called him that like it was on ESPN no I'm pretty sure Chubby Thunder is me just you oh dang it you would have been one of my favorite players I would have gotten a jersey like Chubby Thunder. <laughs> I don't even care if it's Seattle. All right. Well, all right. Go Would ahead. you like me to maybe get you a custom ordered jersey? No, because, no. It, see, if it's not a thing, I'm just wearing around a jersey that says Chubby Thunder. And it's going to be like, where did you get that from? And I'm like, oh, Eddie Lacy. And they, no, they just think I'm Chubby Thunder. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> if it's a free jersey. <laughs> So we're putting that on your Christmas list? Yes, Chubby Thunder, <laughs> Seattle jersey, lime green. Bright lime green. Great. So everyone can see it, and I stand out in the crowd. <laughs> Let's do it. So, so good to know that we have different opinions on Team 3, but the number side with you. I'm sorry, Team 2, the Jason's number 2. Uh, so number 1, who do you think the number 1 team in the league is? Ooh, is it Mr. Moore? It is Mr. Ooh, Moore. Ooh, the Minions. It's a heck of a one-two punch. David Johnson and Drew Brees, top running back in the uh, league, arguably, and probably one of the top three quarterbacks now that we know that luck is going to be at least probably out week one, if not longer. So I know we've got the Julian Edelman situation in round five, but I kind of want to honor the fact that I think it was a good pick at the time, and I'm assuming you are on board there. Absolutely. So if we... If we just kind of stay in the world of where you were during this draft, tell me kind of what's sticking out with this team. Just, I I don't know I keep saying that, but the first two picks mm-hmm. are just great. And I think I've said it three times now, is that I would have picked Leonard Fournette and Mr. Morgana. And then one of the actually people I had, I have a couple people that I put a little mark next to that if they're there that I would want to get them because I think they're going to do something this year. And Terrell Pryor is one of those guys that I put on that list. I, I just I just like the top four picks. I'm not as big into Julian Edelman as you, but I mean it's a solid pick as well. He had just the top five players would have been monsters, mm-hmm. and Greg Olson too. I mean he's not Travis Kelsey, but I mean it's still it's a solid tight end pick. Um, I'm not huge into his backups. I think he kind of reached for Galladay. Yep. But, I mean, there's not a lot he could have gotten down there to make that much of a difference. So, I mean, why not take a risk at that point? And, I mean, he even waited all the way to round 14 to get that backup quarterback with Eli Manning, which I've had a lot of bad luck with him in the past. So I wouldn't personally do that. But, I mean, he was able to stack his other positions because of that, because he didn't spend as much time on his backups. I don't know if things bad luck when you dropped a bad player. Well, you know. But, no, I actually uh, – you and I are on the same page for one of the few times – tonight. Uh, obviously, agree with you. First two picks are stacked. Um, I can live with Fournette, where he was drafted. 
I'm not a prior guy, but I, I, I could be in the minority on that one. Edelman was solid. Olsen was solid. I'm a really big fan of the Bilal Powell pick. Okay. I think that is a great um, choice at number three. Matt Forte is kind of heading off to the sunset of his career, and I think Powell is the guy. Willie Sneed will be solid once he gets unsuspended. And, uh, again, you know, when you just talk about once you are getting to round 10 of a draft, these are the players that you're going to start getting rid of when you've got to have bye week fill-ins, injuries, things like that. Yeah, or absolutely. Kind of the waiver wire gems come across. So I think that, yeah, I think this is a team that makes sense to be number one. Uh, I know Tim hasn't won a title in about eight years, but this is consistently a team that uh, I dread having to face. Yeah. Oh, I get I get beat by Mr. Moore all the time. This is a good team, and I don't want to go against it. You know who has to play him first week? Is that you? I hope not. I don't know. The, I don't know the schedule. I thought that's just something that you remembered, like every week, you just have it written down somewhere. That does make sense. I actually want to pause um, to our viewers. Our Slack channel has got a few texts. I just want to see what's happened, and we're going to get back to who plays Tim in week one. Is it is it just everyone but me and Matt? talking about Slack stuff because we still don't know how to get into Slack. I know he was working on it for like 30 minutes on draft day and we gave up. Well, he gave up. It actually looks like it's just a reminder to get into the Eliminator Challenge, which I will do. Um, how do you not know how to work Slack? I can get into it. Well, um, I signed up with my username, which Jackson helped me create. What is it? Pencilfart13. Um, and it made like its own room instead of actually making a username. Um, and I was actually in the Slack channel before, but I got a new phone, and now I'm not. That's why that's annoying. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, week one, you play Kelly. Ooh. Oh, man. You see, that's the matchups of the championship right there. Yeah. The Hall of Fame game. The, the first game of the year, and will be the last game of the year. Yeah, it will be. Wait, are we in the same division? You and Kelly are not in the same division. Oh, you're right. This is the championship game, Kelly. Well, until you play for the actual title in Week 16. Yeah, this is just kind of the, yeah, it's just the precursor for it. But that's that's big. That's big. Big game. All right. Well, our fans are probably clamoring for more, but we should probably start to land the plane here. So we're, the last thing we're going to do is take predictions on who we think is going to win Week 1, come back and pair notes, and then we will sign off. Okay. Sounds All good. Right. So Week 1 matchups are... I'm going to hold our matchups till the end. We don't play each other, but we'll go through the first three. Uh, Cam versus Lucas. Tell me who you got. Uh, uh, and sorry, just to kind of see it through. Uh, Cam is projected to lose by 37 points. However, that's because Andrew Luck is out, and he's going to have to get a backup quarterback. Well, that's in. what I was going to say. I was going to say Lucas because, I mean, just Andrew Luck's out, and I don't think Marcus Mariota is a very super awesome first pick. And, I mean, that's a lot of points you're losing out on. And, I mean, Lucas just has a... Like we said, A.J. Freeman, Odell Beckham Jr., and Devontae Freeman. That's just a lot of points. I will say that uh, I'm not a Mariota guy, but he does play the tight, or excuse me, he plays the Raiders in week one, so that will help. It's kind of like playing the Lions secondary. Well, the Raiders aren't as bad, though, anymore. I thought they got a little bit better. Offense is smoking, but the defense is still a bit of a uh, dumpster fire. Ouch. Okay. Right. But it sounds like we agree. We're going to take Lucas for the win on that one. Yep. All right. Let's see. Maybe you do some filler while I find the other matchup. Um, do you have an ending theme song yet? No, i got to go to a free domain so nobody sues me when this thing becomes world famous. Uh, we can go get Brett and have him play a trumpet. Like a really poor 
trumpet rendition. I bet he's great at trumpet, but you know. He's great at a poor rendition of something? Yeah, I just go like, beep, 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 beep. You bring a lot to the table. Really All right. Oh, actually, quite interesting. The the number one and number two teams face off. Tim and the Minions versus Jay and the Squad. Who you got? <laughs> minions. Absolutely. I Drew Brees is going to be able to keep close to Aaron Rodgers, I think. If not beat him. Not every week, but I think it's pretty solid. But then I just I just like Miss, uh, Mr. Moore's other picks a little bit more than Jay's. Uh, I think maybe like a tight end. I think Jay has the as tight end a quarterback. He has a little bit of a lead, but I think just overall, I still think Mr. Moore has a better team. Uh, I looked at Tim's lineup. He currently, because uh, Edelman would have been a starter on his team, has currently got him replaced with Chris Hogan, which uh, could be good. But at least for right now, I think uh, these two teams going against each other. I'm going to give the nod to. Jason, if this is how the lineup stays. Ooh, you're going to have to make, write these down. And then you know how, like, in, like, Fox News, mm-hmm. they have, like, a little trophy who wins it every week? Keep points? The projections. Oh, and actually, I'm not allowed to do that. I just have to go with the power jankings. So I, I'm boxed into a corner here. So the jankings do support that Tim would beat Jason. Okay, so the the, the turnerings has, um, has Mr. Moore. The turnerings. His last name is Turner. That's the gimmick he went with right there. Oh, they didn't know that. They couldn't piece that together. The the eight people in our league, sure, the millions who are going to download it, how are they going to know? I guess you're right. Thank you. All right, then we have... What's the third matchup of Not Us? Matt versus Bobby. The power jankings indicate that Bobby has to win, so agree or disagree? Ooh, I have Matt. I believe in Matt. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady, if he can play. Right now, I'm, I do have that right. He's the this aired in 2009. I think he has solid team. Uh, I'm worried about his wide receivers, though. But, I mean, if they can come out and play, I think he can beat uh, Bobby. And I think Bobby is a kind of a disadvantage. He doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott in. He's going to probably try to tr- trust Joe Mixon. And we have no idea what he's going to do in week one. And I don't think it's going to be a ton. And I'm kind of worried about the Jameis Winston. So, I think Matt. Fathers lock your daughters up. All right. What? Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to get into our matchups. I'll save you for last. Um, so I play Gordy. Uh, Power Jenkins indicate that we've got number one versus number two and number nine versus number ten. So my own number suggests that I have to pick Gordy, which I'll do. Okay. Gordy versus... Sorry, who's the other one? Me. Me. Hmm. Mm, you, I guess. Probably go with you. I mean, like I said, Gordy has the first kicker that was picked in the in the draft, and you yeah. have like the second to last. Um, overall, though, I just like your team. I like Derek Carr. I was thinking about him instead of Matthew Stafford, but I know I was like, meh. We'll let Stephen take Derek Carr. I know you like him, and I like Matthew Stafford. But anyway, but. Um, I, I do. I don't trust Rob Gronkowski, and I mean that's a lot of his points. What I'm guessing he's banking on. Sure. And I just don't like picking teams that are trusting rookie running backs their first week. Yeah. So it's all you. I say you. I appreciate that. Let's hope oh, it you're bears welcome. Out. Did you, are you you're, you're picking Gordy? I because Gordy's higher. Mm-hmm. I always go with just who's the higher number in the power jankings. So when you see those ESPN versus the power jankings, that's that is fair. How it's determined. That is fair. All right, and last matchup is uh, championship preview. 
Alex versus Kelly. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Now, I'll go first. Uh, the numbers indicate that I do have to take you. I'm comfortable with that. Okay, that's fair. So what I'm assuming is what's going to happen is I'm going to stress a lot probably the day before the games. I'm going to Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford. I'm going to put one of them in, and the one that I put in is going to get injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm predicting. And then I'm going to predict Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson retire this week. So I'm stuck with Abdullah, who will break his ACL during halfway through the game. Um, but if that doesn't happen... I think I can win this one. I think I can win this one. I'm just afraid Antonio Brown is going to go off and Golden Tate as well. I don't know why I'm afraid of Golden Tate. I just He's just a good player. He's one of my favorites, actually. And I'm afraid of those two just getting like scoring 60 points on me. I will say, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, um, Ben Roethlisberger is a guy who's got a pretty significant split as far as how many points he puts up at home versus away. At home, he's an elite top five quarterback, and on the road, or quarterback, and on the road, he is. Ben Ryan? No, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm talking about Gordy's team. Yeah, and, and oh, okay, that, that's okay. actually. Okay. I'm going to go somewhere with this. I promise. Okay. Um, and he's actually uh, backup quality, like 12, 14 on the road, mm-hmm. which means that he's not going to be hitting Antonio Brown with the frequency I think on the road that he would at home, mm-hmm. which benefits you. Okay. So, all right, I think that is, and that's about everything. Any last thoughts from you? No, we just got to get your ending theme song. Okay. Can it be something, it can't be anything by like Huey Lewis because he's famous, right? Yeah, no, it's got to be like, I don't know, just like beatbox or something. <laughs> I think we're going to have to make that for episode two. Oh, you see, you're going to say that and then we're going to get to episode two and you're not going to have one. Well, I think right now, the fact that I was able to cobble together the microphone and the recording process, I'm going to call that a win. Yeah. How long did that take you to figure out? Probably about an hour altogether. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I was actually surprised by that, too. I was going to think days, but I'm really impressed. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, and again, um, I will make a deal that we will read any and all emails on this show uh, before episode number two. Again, that is the number five tds at yahoo.com and there's going to be a lot of editing if that is actually not well i was gonna have to do is just put a thing at the beginning and be like hey i put an email in here a lot don't listen to that and then uh yeah that's all you're gonna have to do but we'll see all right well i think anybody who made it to the end of the show is probably glad they came along for the ride yeah yeah probably you look pretty passionate about that. Oh, no, I was just thinking about it's like five TDs. So that sounds five TDs. Mm. It's probably taken. But okay. Um, I'm proud to be here. I was happy to be a guest star. I'll do it again anytime. Yeah. Have me up. Maybe we'll move you to co host and I'll bring in a guest star. Co host? Oh, man. I won't have a three people. A lot more banter then. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I think we just have to find our rhythm. Mm-hmm. And we had to talk right. more nuts and bolts this time. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, a pretty next episode will probably be a lot shorter. We'll have a lot more. I hope not. Well, well I, mean, I mean, we're not, we don't have a draft to talk about everywhere. This is like the special that you have at the beginning of the season. Oh, sure. To talk about all the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it would be nice. We can get some guest stars. Bring Lucas in here. Jay. All them. All I the think folks. there there isn't anybody I can't think would be a great time to have on this show. Exactly. I, before we go, it's, uh, who would I I'm sorry. I'm going to stutter over my words. Um, last question before I dial us out. Who do you think would be, just as far as entertainment value, would be the most entertaining person to get on here for week one? I say Jay. If the show's got to be something that can be listened to by my my ten year old. Oh well. 
Oh, that's hard. Lucas? Yeah, I think Lucas would be good. Um, oh, Cam. Well, I don't know. Oh, I think Cam would be a lot of fun because I think he would come back with a lot of ammunition after I said some less than kind things about his team, and you really, you kind of went off on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I still think, I still think Jay would be fun, though. I do. I do, you know, too. probably like, I was looking up the stats for Kyle Rudolph, and Jay would be like, what? <laughs> I gotta go poop. <laughs> That'd be like, yeah, it'd be like the whole show. It's like, who's Kyle Rudolph? No, I love Jay. He probably knows a lot. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, it'd be fun. So anyway, do you have a going out phrase like "stay janky"? Oh, that's not bad. I may. I'm not gonna go ahead and kill the gimmick right now. Um, no, not at the moment. Can I put one in later? Sure, go ahead. All right. Well, here's to hoping you all have a good week unless you play me, at which point I hope all your players get in a bus crash. But are okay, just not well enough to play. Rude. I want them to live and have productive lives. I just want them to not be able to play for three hours. That's all. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right, for now, signing off. Take care. Good luck with the season. Yay! Yay.